hey, I figured this recording thing out eventually. <laughs> Phil, bring us in. Can you fucking believe it? Oh hell yeah! You know what? That's in the that's in the theme or in the uh, in the theme of machete. 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 Which we just watched the trailer for. Which I will say we watched <laughs> part of the part of the show today is going to be a trailer section. We hadn't haven't done that in a while. We just watched two trailers that I swear to God are just a truckload of awesome sauce. They <laughs> they are indeed. Oh my god. Okay, so you want to wait? You want to uh, hold that off until later? We can. We can make the payoff. Yeah, I think oh. we should. Okay. I mean, they're called trailers for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought they were previews. Hmm. Quite the conundrum. Oh god, here we go with that. <laughs> okay, just so you know, Phil's gonna be doing that the entire episode. I'm not, it was just okay. a joke. No, it's I a know. clue joke for those in the know. It was, yeah, and it was one of those jokes that's like an inside of an inside of an inside joke. Exactly. Because you if didn't you're get not it. in the room, you didn't get it. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> We're having a good time today, Phil, I'll tell oh. you what. Okay, so let's see. Let's start off with. A uh, movie that is near and dear to my heart. Well, for the purposes of the podcast, anyway. (laughs) Um, Mystery Men. It is near and dear to my heart. It's one of those colossal failures that's absolutely fun to watch. Totally. I mean, I I think that movie, it was going for a tone that it, it... Sometimes hit, sometimes didn't. Whatever, fine. No, I think, I think here's the thing. I think it hit its tone, but its tone confused people. <laughs> yeah, I think you're... <laughs> oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. Because <clears throat> the tone it was going for was the sort of uh, parroting of the superhero movies. And totally goofy. Yeah, yeah. And it, but see, the thing is, is I think it was a little... If you're talking about inside jokes... It was a little inside for people. Yeah. You know, it's like... With the Michael Bay cameos and stuff. You might absolutely take some riskies. <laughs> All right, so... Does it just go home? Oh, man. Okay. Jeffrey Rush, perfect. 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 Okay, <laughs> so here, let's de- pause it for just a second. We have to, for people who have not seen Mystery Men, okay. what it is, it's set in a fictional... City, what's the name of the city? I can't it's like Metropolis, something. Capital City, Who Capital knows? City, something. Um, <laughs> Simpsons, thanks. Um, but, uh, um, whatever it is, and um, it's sort of assuming the premise is is that it's sort of assuming that there's a. Uh, no real superheroes like the Hulk that got irradiated and became superpowered. No, there are, because Captain Amazing is a real superhero. But he's just a regular guy that has a bunch... He's Batman. You think? Yeah. No, because some of the people actually have powers, you know? The there's invisible... A, there's a joke about that, though. Oh, man, come on. Okay, so I mean, anyway... The bowler... The bowler... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are. Okay, so... Uh, more or less, there's no real superheroes right. like the Flash or the Hulk or Superman. Right. There's um, one real superhero called Captain Amazing, which is the best name ever. <laughs> um, and it's Greg Kinnear for some reason. I know, and I, I always love that his suit was covered in product placement. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so he's basically, he's like Batman. He, uh, he doesn't really have any real superpowers, but right. he's got a bunch of gadgets and uh-huh. he's got a rocket pack and shit like that. And so, Ricky J is his manager. Right, I right. I love Ricky J. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Big fat magician. I don't know. Yeah, okay, so. <laughs> so anyway, then there's this there's <laughs> there's this other there's a group of guys led by Ben Stiller uh-huh. uh, who want to be superheroes, right. but they more or less suck at it. Correct. Um, they don't they have any powers either. Them. Well, no, they do have powers. They can't get them to work right or they're lame. Right. Because, um, like, okay, here's the basic plot. Yeah. Is that, um, what's his name? Captain Amazing has um, run out of villains. He's defeated everybody. Right. And he's looting, losing his product placement, so he decides to release um, Casanova. I can't Casanova Frankenstein. Yes. From prison, so he can have a villain again. Right. And unfortunately, um, Casanova Frankenstein defeats him. <laughs> right. Spectacularly, <laughs> by the way. Leaving um, the mystery men, uh, as, played by uh, Ben Stiller and... Um, William H. Macy. William H. Macy, and who's the third? The third guy oh, is... Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria, right. And the, the blue Raja. <laughs> You know, you can have some blue in your uniform. <laughs> Don't you know your history? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, and then, uh, so that leaves them as pretty much the only team going in the city with Captain Amazing out of the way. And Casanova starts taking over. And so they recruit the further team, which is, um, Paul, thank you, Spider. The, the um, spider's trying to contribute here. <laughs> um, no, it's, uh. Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Paul Rubens. As, uh, uh, as the spleen. <laughs> his who can pa- fart? His power is to pinpoint fart and knock people out. <laughs> and, um, um, Janine the, Garofalo. the bowler. The bowler who has the got... skull of her dead father in a clear lucite bowling ball. Yes. and um, She can use it as a weapon. Yes. Um, the invisible boy who's not invisible unless, unless you're not looking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who else is... Is that everybody? Um, it seems to me there's a couple there's more. There's another... The Sphinx, played by Wes Studi. Oh my god. <laughs> that is just the goofiest <laughs> character. And, like, all he does is he talks in the stupid, uh, uh, cliche, like, yeah. you know... Um, if you... what? It's I like, he it. tries to reverse everything, you know, yeah. it's like, you won't have any power if your power does, isn't powerful, or some shit, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they... But he's he's actually not really part of the team. Well, he's the he start he becomes the leader of the team, and it pisses off Ben Stiller, if you'll remember. Right? No, he's supposed to be like training him. Right. So yeah. Anyway, it's just like and Tom Waits is the inventor. Oh God! Where of, he, the, of, the, of the all the non-violent, the non-lethal <laughs> weapons, the bickerator or whatever. <laughs> Where you point it at somebody, pull the trigger, and they just start bitching at each other. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, oh. So anyway, it's like it's got all these little weird cliches that are taken from comic books um, and sort of eh, turn on their air a little bit or whatever, you know, right. made fun of. Mm-hmm. But I think it, the tone of it is very. Uh, you, I think you're more right than I was originally. Is that it does hit its tone, but people didn't get it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's and, too goofy for mainstream. Yeah, and oh my god, Jeffrey Rush. Is like, I mean, he is just, he's spot on <laughs> as Casanova Frankenstein. Oh, he is. And like, Nemesis, you moron. You, oh, God. <laughs> Basically, in the movie, he's more or less the only competent person. <laughs> exactly. You and know? he's the villain. And he's the villain. And uh, he's just, I mean, 
he, he's, like I said, he's spot on. He's, you just can't, I mean, I swear to God, he should have won an Oscar for that. <laughs> but, and then they have, like, he has the whole scene where he's, he's talking to all the super villain gangs or whatever. There's the, um, the frat boys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's the, uh, the Goody Mob, which is actually a rap group, or was a rap group. Uh, Who was Eddie Izzard's? It was, like, the disco The disco boys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Eddie Izzard as the, the sidekick guy. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it just, and it was done by, it was directed by a guy who, Kinka Usher. who had only done commercials up to that right. point. And, um, he was the same, he was in the same company as Michael Bay and Antoine Fuqua and, and, um, um like Simon West. Yeah. 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 They, they all came out of the same company making commercials. Together. Right. 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 And, um, as far as I know, I don't know if he's done another movie after that. Kinka, I don't know that he has. It's it. It was unfortunately a massive failure. Um, yes. And it actually cost some a fair amount of money to make. In 1998 uh, or whatever. It yeah. Was. Right. And uh, you know, I think that basically killed his. I'm sure he's done commercials and stuff since then. But, sure. Uh, yeah, it was just this massive flop, and it was just to me. I just I got it, and I mm-hmm. thought it was just awesome, and. <laughs> You know, it wasn't like I was appreciating it for, like, oh, you know, the action scenes are amazing or something. But I don't think they were really supposed to be. No, they weren't. It was supposed to be. It was like, I think I think the problem was is that half the time is that the studios just don't know what to do when you're quirky. Right. Because they can't market it as a straight comedy and they can't market it as a straight action picture. Like a comedy or like a comic book movie. Right. and Or an action picture. So they're left with, like... Well, what the fuck do we do? Right, yeah. Well, and the thing was, too, is that um, I think that uh, with that movie, you're going for a very specific type of humor almost. Like, okay, or not it's not necessarily humor, but like you, he was, you could tell that the big influence on that movie when mm-hmm. it came to what he was really trying to sort of make fun of was the ba- the newer Batman movies, right. the Schumacher Batman movies. Correct. And uh, especially with the red eyes, red eyes, red eyes. Oh yeah, and like the way that the sort of the city was, uh, you yeah. know, set up and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, it's almost like, I think in a way. Like, I totally got it, and I thought that that was a good choice because it was sort of this... It wasn't something that was supposed to be realistic at all and whatever. But part of the problem with that is is that the the newer... The Schumacher Batman movies don't need to be made fun of. There is much, there are enough of a joke on their own. <laughs> yeah. You know, without... So you don't need to make fun of those movies. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? This is true. Nipples on the bat suit. Oh, Lord. You don't have to say yeah. anything more. Yeah. But I think Mystery Men is worth a look, especially Definitely. if you can appreciate a quirky movie. Well, and the fact, okay, you got William H. Macy, who is one of, I would say, one of the better actors out there. Sure. Playing the shoveler. <laughs> shoveler. And he says um, to his wife, complete, completely straight-faced, I, shovel I have a well. gift. I shovel well. <laughs> and it's like, okay, uh, you know, yeah, whatever. But... They got it, you know, and Ben Stiller, I, I tend to sort of dismiss him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's the he's... worst part of the movie. Him and Claire Forlani. Eh. Oh, Claire Forlani. Where art thou, Claire Forlani? Uh, direct uh, to video pictures. But no, I mean, Ben Stiller, even though he's technically sort of the main character, mm-hmm. he's kind of the weakest link. He's just Ben Stiller, and right. he's, you know, 
he's doing his kind of annoying shtick. For me, you, I like Janine Garofalo is the oh, she's awesome. of the picture. Yeah. There's not enough money. There's not enough beer in the world, Spleen. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the shoveler is hammered. <laughs> but um, I love it when she starts arguing with the head. Do you right. want me to put you back in the bag? Yeah, right. She's arguing with the bowling ball with the skull in it. You she... want to go back in the bag? Yeah. Okay, then be quiet. I'm talking to my friends here. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but yeah, Janine Garofalo, um, William H. Macy's really funny. I didn't think that Paul Rubens was like su- supremely funny necessarily, but he was funny enough to sort of keep right. my interest. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and of course... Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Where's Rush. the price of admission? And for the scene where they... Spoiler! Spoiler alert. alert. Th- 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 kill at Captain Amazing. Oh, God. <laughs> so How many Toto Toggle in- Flings in Toto are... <laughs> Flip it! Flip it! <laughs> yeah, no, that that movie, honestly, it's, it's a movie that not a lot of people saw, and I think a lot of people had heard of it, and mm. it would, the fact that it was a big flop and everything else, and they kind of think, oh, man, it must be crap. But it's totally not. I mean, if you get the humor, if you get the tone, if you get the where it's going, it is just awesome. And like I said, like well, like you said, Jeffrey Rush, no matter what, worth the price of of admission. <laughs> I mean, that guy is just amazing in that movie. Oh. Jeffrey Rush, I love you. <laughs> I'll never get over to the disco room. Right? Yeah, and he's got that great accent. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Bay makes a cameo in it again. Spoiler as alert! As one of sorry. the frat boys. As one of the frat boys, which is like, that was just spot on too. <laughs> really, he is a frat boy, and they got <laughs> to make two hundred million dollar movies. Hey, I mean, and they then, move really fast and, and don't make a lot of sense most of the time. And are touch unintelligible. <laughs> and <laughs> fuck with American history enough to the point where veterans actually got mad at him. <laughs> Um, oh. But yeah, he yeah no. So anyway, that I, I think um, the one association, I, the weird association I have with that movie was where, um, I, some but some quote, and I can't remember this very well. And I think you were the one that told me this, so maybe you can remind me. Um, Kink Usher, I think he had made like some Doritos commercials or something yeah. like that. And he apparently, you told me this little quip that he had on the set or something where. He said something about, like, now if you can only put a Doritos bag in her hand or something <laughs> like that. I I, just, you I, know, that sounds familiar, but it's been 10 years and I don't like it. Yeah, I just, but apparently he really, like, he was sort of making a joke about the fact that he used to make uh, right. Doritos commercials. Uh-huh. And it always reminded me of that scene in um, Wag the Dog. Where the little refugee girl has the Doritos <laughs> bag. So, I don't know. Just a weird association. Eh, it's too much information, I know. <laughs> so, we don't need to get that deep into your psychosis. Exactly, yeah. You really didn't want to get that far into my head. <laughs> okay, so final verdict on Mystery Men. Enthusiastic thumbs up. Yes, check it out. And I think that it's safe to say that neither one of us are saying it's a masterpiece but it's definitely enjoyable. It's a movie that, I mean, that's what movies are for. They make you laugh. They make you, they, uh, you know, it's a good hour and a half. Exactly. All right. Good deal. What are we doing now? <laughs> what are we doing now? <laughs> You're a cantaloupe. <laughs> You're an eggplant. Um, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? We got the 
Vice from Miami or the, Ooh, the gun with the way? How about this? We'll do the way of the gun. Okay. It'll be one that I have not seen. And you, you can haven't e- seen it? I have not seen Way of the Gun. That's a tragedy and a I travesty. Uh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Alliteration. <laughs> I like it. Um, no, actually, I remember you talking about how much you liked it more than once, and I just have never seen it. I don't know what it is about that movie. I remember seeing it in the theater and just thinking it was the best thing since sliced bread. Ooh, wow. <laughs> that's a good, that's a recommendation right I mean, there. It, you know, it's it's Christopher McQuarrie who wrote The Usual Suspects. He wrote mm-hmm. this movie and it was his first directorial outing. Gotcha. And it's super icy, which I think is why I dig it. Right, okay. You know, I mean, there's like no emotion in the picture. <laughs> nice. Um, no, I understand what you mean. No, I do. And some people will say, you know, it's like if you say there's no emotion in the picture whatsoever and you're, then it's like, well, what are they doing? They're just filming people kicking each other in the balls. And it's like, well, <laughs> that's actually a, a style to go for, not the kicking in the balls. The, right. that, just the fact that there's nobody who sort of gives a shit about anybody else. Uh-huh. So, go. sorry, go ahead. I don't know. Um... What was I going to say? Ryan Phillippe, Benicio Del Toro, James Caan, Juliette Lewis. I was, I was trying to remember who the girl was in it. Okay, and I forgot it was Juliette Lewis. Um, and it seems to me there might be a couple others. It's uh, Ma, uh, Tate Diggs. And, uh, Ooh, Tate Diggs, Nikki. and I haven't seen it? <laughs> what? <laughs> we all know your little man crush. I know, right? Um, and Nikki Cat. And... Nikki Cat. Yeah, a black-haired guy. Anyway, I don't... If I know that I, I recognize the name, sort of, but whatever. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I'm assuming that it's not a giant star I'm unaware of. Well, duh. Um, okay, we're just going to call this <laughs> podcast... The title of this one's going to be, Well, Duh. <laughs> so, uh, at any rate... Um, what is the story? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're like, um, let's see. Is there a story? <laughs> well, there is. Let's see. It, it's Ryan Philippi and Benicio Del Toro play these kind of uh, roguish, drifters, thieves, bad guy kind of things. And okay. they're um, <laughs> donating sperm at a sperm bank for money. Okay. And they overhear the doctor talking about a guy who's paying um, a surrogate mother a million dollars to have his baby. That old cliche? Shit. Anyway. <laughs> and so they decide to kidnap the girl, uh-huh. and, uh, which is Juliette Lewis, who's, okay. having, who's having a baby for this like mob-connected dude, okay. and his wife who doesn't want to have a baby, or, or can't, or something. Anyway, <laughs> something, and, okay. and Nikki Cat and uh, Tay Diggs are her bodyguards. Okay. And so they get all pissed off, and, and you know, lots of gunfighting. <laughs> gunfighting ensues. Indeed. And so they end up running away to Mexico with this chick. Uh, and they end up in some, you know, hodunk podunk hotel in the middle of nowhere. And more gunfighting ensues as Juliette Lewis is having the baby. Um, and James Conn is, uh, in, the, in the language of the movie, the adjudicator. Ooh, I like <laughs> he that. He comes in to adjudicate situations. I like it. Um, He's sort of the wolf. Exactly. And so at the end, it's, it's, it's really well constructed, although I think I mentioned it previously on the podcast. Um, if you listen to the commentary track by Christopher McQuarrie, it's like, 
like an hour and a half of apologizing. <laughs> I didn't do that well. God, I'm sorry. Their performances were so great. And I just didn't cover it well. Fuck, I should have shot that different. <laughs> and I'm like, it's making me feel bad for you liking your movie. Jesus, maybe I shouldn't like this anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like you're talking me out of being a fan of this movie. But I don't know. It's 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 got a certain vibe that I really enjoyed. It's super violent. It's kind of funny. In a really dark way. Sure. You know, yeah. like what I think the first time you meet Benicio del Toro and um, uh, Philippi, um, they're coming out of a bar and uh, Sarah Silverman is in line. <laughs> right. And she's just going off at them because they're sitting on the hood of her car. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, what is their response? It's something like, Shut that bitch up before I come over and skull fuck her head. Oh, God, no. You know what? I just thought, I, oh. Oh my god, you just solved the mystery for me, Phil. Uh Um, I watched this little clip put together. Your brother sent me a link of the 100 greatest Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes of all time that's on YouTube. It's 10 minutes long. It's awesome. I then saw, which was by the same guy, the 100 greatest movie insults of all time. And that's in it. And it's Ryan Phillippe. And I couldn't figure out where in the hell it came from. I was like, what movie is that? And he says, shut that bitch up before I come over there and fuck start her head. <laughs> I was like, whoa! <laughs> it's the best, That's right? what that's from? You it's just a, solved the mystery for me, Bill. Oh my line. god, that is like the best. <laughs> before I come and fuck start her head? Really? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of that. Like, Philippi has some funky lines in there. Like, what is it? He's uh, at the sperm bank there answering the questionnaire, and he's like, um... <laughs> is has LA become a gay mecca? I don't mean to mean, to say that gays are like nomads wandering the country and they all meet in Los Angeles, but it's it's like this five minute conversation about gays in Los Angeles. Weird, it's weird, and funny, huh. funny. Well, but okay, from a guy who wrote Usual Suspects, you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta assume it's gonna be. Sort of complex and sort of, uh, you know... It is that. You know... It may be too complex. Well, see, that's the problem, too, with a movie like that. And there was a bunch of movies like that that came out after Pulp Fiction. And people went, ooh, we got to get this sort of clever thing going. Mm -hmm. And this self-referential thing and whatever. And it's like, um, (laughs) there was a bunch of movies that came out that were trying too hard to be clever and right. whatever. And I will say, though, that The Usual Suspects was great. I haven't seen Way of the Gun. I should watch it. In fact, I probably will after this review of it. And uh-huh. the fact that I know that that's what that line is <laughs> from, I'm like, yes! <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, it's to- I totally recommend it. It's For me, the reason I love it, I think, is because it's so clinical. Yeah. It's, 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 it's funny at times in a really dark fashion, sure. and I like that. Oh, yeah, I do, too. I totally do. And I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, I know exactly the tone you're talking about, and I do like that. Um, but I would... Okay, and going back to the, the whole thing about these movies that came out um, after, like, Pulp Fiction. Right. Uh, what was the one I was thinking... Oh, uh, th- Two Days in the Valley? Oh, God. That was, like, basically, uh, you should have just had on the screen the entire time, we're really trying to see if uh, we can get to where Quentin Tarantino was on this. But, well, oh, excuse me, I think they were trying maybe from a plot perspective, but on a tone perspective, I think it was really different. It's I think it was, was more of a construction have... yeah, perspective. Yeah. But, I mean, that, I mean, oh, who's in that movie? That's Charlize. where Charlize Theron came from. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was like her uh, first big thing. Um, James Spader, 
Spader, Danny Aiello. Of course. Our fucking namesake. <laughs> and uh, he plays like the hitman, right? And yeah. Isn't like, I think Marshall Rooms. Mason and Paul Mazursky are in it. Yeah. Is Paul Mazursky oh, yeah, yeah. the dog? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two Days in the Valley, man. Come on. And James Spader is um, Charlie Stern's boyfriend. You know, it's been a long time. It's been a, it's, no, it's it's been been a long, long time. time I'm really stretching for this, Phil. And between that then and now, there's been a lot of beers. So I'm, <laughs> I'm really stretching for this one because I can't remember it very well. But um, just I just remember a cat fight between... Charlie's Throne and it was a it was Terry, Terry Hatcher yes, it oh was in a in a hotel room high five um, <laughs> but, uh, no I mean I just I, I just realized that I just remembered that Terry Hatcher was in that but um no I mean I, the point is is that it's like there was once Quentin Tarantino came yeah. out with Pulp Fiction and it wasn't even from Reservoir like 90, Dogs from like ninety four whenever Pulp Fiction came out until about two thousand there were a lot of people who tried to get that kind mm-hmm. of Right, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it doesn't sound to me like Way of the Gun was one of those necessarily. I think it was probably greenlit because they thought it would be. Okay, but it wasn't that, like, that's not what he was going for. It's not that same kind of fast-talky kind of stuff. This is like, uh, this is more to me like a throwback to a Western Okay. Like the like the searchers or something, where right. you just got badass dudes after badass dudes, and that's just and they just have them fight it out. Exactly. Oh, gotcha. Sound actually. You know what? You had told me a long time ago that you liked it a lot, and I never watched it. But now that uh, now that we've talked about it and you've explained a little bit more, I might have to watch it. Good. Sounds good to me. I hope and our plus, listeners agree. And plus, I got to complete my Ryan Phillippe uh, viewing experience. <laughs> Come on, did you see MacGruber? I did not yet. Me neither. Although I must say... Let <laughs> yeah, me just throw that out. Yeah, me neither. Um, um, I, I must say, the idea of putting Ryan Phillippe in a comedy confuses me. Yeah. Because <laughs> he he's one of the like most has... self-serious guys in Hollywood. Yeah, I would say that it, um, you know, somewhere along the line he got into a fight and his sense of humor got knocked off. Pretty much. You know, it's yeah. like... I, I've never got the sense that he had much Wolf of One at no. all. Mm-mm. And he <laughs> certainly can't portray it on screen. But see, that's the thing. Okay, and we, I think, you know what? This may be a little bit of a repeat of a conversation we had at one point on the podcast, but maybe that, maybe what they were doing was taking somebody like that who finally realized he comes across like he has no sense of humor mm. and um, making it like sort of the Leslie Nielsen experience. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, and you I think I mean? we may have talked about that. For me, I can no longer view Leslie Nielsen as a, as a serious actor. Like, I watch Nuts, which is the Barbara Streisand picture. Oh, I was she, like, what? And <laughs> in the movie, she has this like mental breakdown because she's raped by Leslie Nielsen. What? And it's a hot, I've never it's seen like, that. It's like a weird scene in the movie because all I can do, I have this association with like airplane with, like, naked gun. Oh god! And I, you know, it's like it's hard not to find this like rape scene. Totally hilarious. Oh, God. I know, it's terrible. Oh, I was like, yes, I, was I, like, am he, raping. I shouldn't be. He, oh my God. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, I am raping a, you, and don't call me Shirley. Exactly. Oh, man. I was like, that was a bad choice, Barbara, because that's all yeah. I can think of is 
Well, if no, he was. Gone. Well, before uh, before airplane, I mean, he was Mister Serious. Like well, he sure. was, the, he was Forbidden serious. Planet. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and he'd been around forever, making movies all over the place and everything. And then they they that's where that I think that's where that started. That whole thing of like taking a guy who is such a real serious deadpan kind of guy and making him say just sort of ridiculous things and sort of making that into a joke. Right. I, I'm pretty. I if anybody out there knows if there's something else yeah, where they no, came it from. I think you're right though. I think Leslie Nielsen is kind of the progenitor. Of oh yeah, definitely. Anyway, and then Charlie Sheen did it. To great, <laughs> I loved you in Wall Street. No, to great effect <laughs> in the Hot Shots movies, and I think that Charlie Sheen, even in Loaded Weapon One. Which I know I made this joke before on the podcast at some point where he's supposed to, he's the fucking valet at the LAPD and he's talking to his brother, Charles, uh, Emilio yeah, Estevez, yeah. and he's like, uh, you got anything smaller? And he's like, no, keep it. And he goes, anything bigger? And for some <laughs> reason that just like cracked me up. Like, and he's such a deadpan delivery guy, you know? And now he killed it with two and a half men and yeah, yeah. domestic violence. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> in our state. In, uh, was it in our... What? It's in Aspen, yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. I was like, what? Really? <laughs> Who? What? what? Okay. Oh, so right. I think we've gone over way of a gun um, at some point. I think we have. 20 minutes ago. Probably. <laughs> okay. So how about this? Why don't we do a smoke break? All right. We will come back with our, um, with our uh, second half, which is always... <laughs> um, the second half. <laughs> okay, hold on. And we have returned. <laughs> you what? wouldn't notice, but we've returned. Get to the chopper. <laughs> this is going to get crazy here in a minute. Is it? I think so. We're doing the trailer section, and like I said, you know, um, the... Uh, the truckload of awesome sauce is coming. So um, <laughs> I love that word, awesome sauce. I don't remember where I heard that. And it's not, it's almost as good as Franciscusness. Almost, but oh my God, Franciscusness! We haven't used that in forever. We haven't. What is wrong with us? I haven't though? run into anything with a whole lot of Franciscusness. I would say that Mystery Men has some Franciscusness. No, Franciscusness no. is so bad it's good. Yeah, you know what? You're right. You're yeah. You got to correct me on that one. Which he did, so I, I don't know I, why I'm saying that. I do. Oh. <laughs> okay, so anyway. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing right now. Um, okay. Okay, reboot. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Bong. Yep. <laughs> it smells like so much shit in there. Serious. I think we're a little off in the ether. I think now. we are too. I thought that the smoke break was a time for us to sort of like collect ourselves. <laughs> Instead, we continued our spin into madness. Apparently, and you know what the thing is, is that the smoke break is not smoking anything other than cigarettes. But you wouldn't know it by listening to the smoke break <laughs> after, or after we come back from the smoke break. <laughs> uh, okay. Right. Okay, focus. Let's go. What do we got? Uh, Miami Vice. Ooh, Miami Vice. And you know what? That's what Michael Mann was saying. Like, ooh, Miami Vice. I'm gonna make this like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna redo my uh, my signature. And instead thing. of all eighties, I'm gonna do the hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Shoot well, it on digital video. Oh man, it'll look like somebody recorded it on their iPhone. It's like I, I can't 
do the digital video thing. I, I don't. Just, I, I mean, especially Miami Vice. It looks amateurish. It looks terrible. And like, okay. See, to me, I know that Michael Mann, and he did it in Collateral, and he did it in Miami Vice, and um, with the digital video. Right. And it just looks bad. I mean, I know he's trying to be gritty. Yeah. Or, what, or realistic. But it's like but, too grainy. Yeah, it's like, w- wait a minute, hold on. I could do, be- I could make something that looks better with a fucking, you know, like little Sony little pic- uh, camera that takes video. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. I get that he's going for the gritty whatever, but it's like, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> and Miami Vice, like, I was never, I, I think I was a little too young to Me really too. get into Miami Vice mm-hmm. when it was out, but, I mean, Miami Vice is a fairly iconical TV show. Iconical? Iconic? Yes. Thank ding, you, ding, ding. I think Thesaurus Boy is more, uh, no, whatever. Uh, uh your favorite. <laughs> anyway, that was way inside too. But um, no, I, I, it was very iconic uh, TV because at the time people felt like it sort of changed TV or what you could do with TV or whatever, right? Right. Well, and it's it's kind of like the '80s on film. Too. Sure, sure. But then you go and you go. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take this I- yeah, iconic. <laughs> Uh, TV show <laughs> and make it into a movie and you go well let's see I'm going to make it uh, three hours long I'm going to make it on digital <laughs> video so it doesn't look like good at all which one of the points of Miami Vice was kind of being how in slick this, it was right it, 80s you know uh, thank you Spider Spider is a big contributor to this podcast apparently yes, but he um, is Anyway, it was supposed to be slick. It was supposed to be good looking. It was Miami. Everybody's hot. Everybody looks great. And, you know, Everybody's whatever. in pastel suits. Well, does that not look great? Of course not. Hey, oh, man. Wait. You mean I have to go home and throw away my pastel suit? <laughs> you was, have a pastel suit? <laughs> of course I do. I watch Miami Vice. Um, I don't know. And I going. don't know. For me, I hate that little midget so much. I just want to whip, rip his little head off. What? Colin Farrell. Oh! I was like, who are you talking about? Like, uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, but he's like 5'2". I know his, <laughs> IM, his IMDB thing may say he's like <laughs> 6 foot. It's no. a lie! No way. That guy's I, like 5'3", maybe. I was going to say, I'm 6 foot. I just got to 6 foot when I got to, <laughs> like, last week. Um, but... You're like six, what, five? Four. Okay. He is not six foot tall. No. Good lord. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I hate it. When, that's one of my like pet peeves. Is like you go, you um, you know, you see these actors in movies, and you know, it's like okay, the biggest examples of this are Colin Farrell, uh, Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. and maybe Gerard Butler. Yeah. I think Gerard Butler might be a little bigger. I think he's a little bigger. But it's like. Tom Cruise is like five foot four, and yet he's like you see him in these movies, and he's looking at Cameron Diaz, who has got to be like five eight, right in the face. Oh. And I'm like, well, what milk crate did they put underneath him? <laughs> you know, I mean, was that like a sponsored thing, or you know, did they just go and find one? Or oh, well, that's God. what 
I, always, I will always remember the Oprah interview with Nicole Kidman after the divorce, and her big joke was, mm. I can finally wear heels again. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, I know. But so anyway, back to Miami Vice, I thought that uh, there was so there was honestly, and I, I'm not sure what Michael Mann was doing there, because he's like, I'm going to change everything about it. I'm going to get two actors who have no chemistry whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it uh, the the visuals of it completely different and against what I had done before. Right. Um, I'm going to make it really long and mostly boring. Yes. I'm going to um, basically introduce a love interest that nobody would care about at all. Gong Li. Yeah. Very and beautiful it, woman. Not a. Not great in this picture. Oh, no. I just don't know if she knew what to do with the English. Well, yeah, well, but see, the thing was is that, yes, she's a very good-looking woman. And that's, I mean, I guess that's sort of keeping to the point of Miami Vice right. as being, you know, this hot chick. But at the same time, she was sort of like, it, what, what are you doing here other than you have this love scene with Colin Farrell and that's really about it? Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. I think I don't, I don't, I don't, I think I don't dislike the movie as much as you do. But I, I just always had, like, so many problems with it. Oh, it's yeah. It's just not great. But see, and here's the thing for me. The one, one of the reasons that I think I dislike it so much is that if you're going to take something that you created and re, sort of, I guess you would re-imagine. say reimagine it, why, why just more or less take a big fat dump on it, you know? <laughs> Well, I get, I get trying to modernize what was so 80s about that show, but when you go over the top so that the movie doesn't resemble its source material... At all. It, it, it's, it's strange. And you know what's funny, too, is I did, I did, I did notice that uh, the, the climactic shootout. Right. I think that Michael Mann was really trying, really trying hard... To recreate sort of the, that shootout from Heat yeah. that was so good. Uh-huh. That shootout in Heat was one of the best shootout scenes ever filmed. Exactly. And um, I could tell that he was really trying to recreate <laughs> that. Yep. And it just sucked. I was like, <laughs> I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe I was judging it by too high a standards or something like that. But yeah. it was just not good. I mean, you couldn't see what was going on half the time. And it's like, <laughs> it I know was a, you want it was to... too dark. It was, uh, yeah. It was, you, I know you want this to be sort of somewhat realistic <laughs> or whatever. But no, this is a movie. You want to <laughs> see what's happening. <laughs> We're not doing the Christian Slater commentary for the blind here. <laughs> oh, I just got shot in the arm. <laughs> I will... I, Throw you know, One of the, the parts of that movie that really sticks out to me... It's some of it's randomness. Like at the beginning, I think they're talking. Ran- about Did you just say randomness? Randomness. Oh, I thought you said okay. Sorry. Oh god. Okay, sorry. Um. So no, but uh, they have their informant and they're standing on a bridge, and the dude just gets run over by a truck. I know, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? Like, what? What the fuck just happened? Right. It's like, <laughs> uh, how does that fit into this movie? Right. It's like, uh, oh, that happens all the time. You know. No kidding. People just get randomly hit by cars. And you know what? People do randomly get hit by cars. True. But not, not for just, I mean, just standing there talking to somebody and you put that in the movie considering that you think it might be like somehow forwarding your plot. I know. But mostly it just became unintentionally funny. I know, right? And I think what happened was 
in my mind at least, uh, Michael Mann thought that he sort of had to do this Miami Vice movie and uh, he had to take it in the other direction of what the original Miami Vice was, right. which was real slick, real 80s, real pretty, whatever. And he thought, I can't do that because that's what it already is. And it's like, well, I get that, that you don't want to just be mimicking yourself, but... But in the end, he almost was because it so resembled Heat in some ways. Sure. Oh, God. It was yeah, It was practically like Heat 2. <laughs> um, the suck version <laughs> it was, and you know what? I, it sucks is because like he honestly is such a good movie, and um, then I saw Collateral, and I went, "It's I a decent." I'm like, I'm not saying I don't. I just, I think, I think I have a thing against Jamie Fox. I just don't. I, I think it's easy to have a thing against Jamie Fox, but the 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 part about Collateral is is it made me kind of like Tom Cruise again a little bit because. Yeah. He got something interesting out of the guy. Finally. Oh, yeah, finally. 20 yeah. years in acting, finally <laughs> something interesting. No, I, I didn't dislike Collateral. Right. I just didn't like Jamie Foxx. And I think that in Miami Vice, mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Foxx was like this fucking just anchor weighing that movie down. <laughs> he had nothing but these like... He was... Oh, I just realized this. He was the fucking character from Not Another Teen Movie, the black guy, who said that he was only there to say things like, oh, damn, that's fucked up, or whatever. That is totally what he was in that movie. I think you're right. All right, rant over. (laughs) So what else did you want to talk about? I think we've had enough of Miami Vices. I think that, okay, we got to do a final verdict. Uh, I think Miami Vice um, can... Yeah, basically sucks. That's my, my <laughs> that's my final verdict. I will give it uh, maybe a five or a six out of ten. Really? Yeah. That much? I don't think it's god awful. I just don't think it gets anywhere particularly interesting. If I had to say out of ten, I would give it maybe a three, based on the fact that it's Michael Mann, and I have a lot of... Uh, <laughs> basically, I have a lot of goodwill toward Michael Mann. That's about it. <laughs> that gets you up to three. Yeah, guys. exactly. So, okay. Um, what do we got next? I don't know. We got uh, trailers, or what else? Uh, you had written down this. I can't read it from here. Uh, the <laughs> I'm trying not to <laughs> give it away! <laughs> oh! Okay. Yes. Or or I le, see a segue in our future. Yeah, yeah. I see a segue in our future. So yes, I am gonna set this up about 10, 15 minutes out. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Frankenstein. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. No, not to be not... confused with Chef Boyardee's Frankenstein. <laughs> Indeed. Or Rice-A-Roni's Frankenstein. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it is the San Francisco treat. Um, I yeah, think, we're, we're going to just stay clean on this I one. Don't, I don't, I don't know that it. we really... I think we may have mentioned this on the podcast before, so pardon our French, but we didn't get into it as much as we would like. Oh, no, no. We, it, uh, we mentioned it in passing, but we never really talked about it. Right. So let's talk about it, because there's some let's stuff to talk, talk about. Let's, 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 let's coffee talk. Oh, 
well, where's the coffee? All I got is beer. <laughs> I thought you, well, you already drank the coffee. Oh, um, that's true. I did. And I made a joke earlier before we got on the uh, computer about, or the, got on the computer, whatever, got on the recording that I got um, iced coffee on the way over here and also beer. So basically I'm wound up and uh, drinking beer, which is sort of a bad combination sometimes. Sometimes. But it makes for an entertaining podcast. <laughs> Apparently. Yay. Okay, Frankenstein. So, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Mary Shelley wanted to take your name off. Of course, <laughs> it was. It just, that just reminds me of that joke about um, fucking mafia. Remember? <laughs> Jane Austen. Jane Austen's mafia. Okay, sorry. Uh, anyway, so, okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Jane. <laughs> Mary Shelley. I, I'm losing Amos I, here. I'm just freaking out over here. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, what's his name? Francis Ford. Um, had great success with Dracula. Yes. Bram Stoker's. That uh, they decided to do Frankenstein. Yes. Um, same producers, yada, yada, yada. Francis Ford Coppola is, is a producer yes, of Mary Shelley's. And uh, instead of doing it himself, they give it to Kenneth Branagh. Oddly enough, because... Well, actually, okay. I can argue both sides of that. Kenneth Branagh, he had done it up to that point. He had done a bunch of Shakespearean stuff. He Which was, is very good. Sure. Yeah. Excellent. No, I, I mean, uh, yeah. Um, but the telltale sign that you're going to have trouble with Mary Shelley's is Dead Again. Which works sure. in its own little way. Sure. But it obviously has the manicness that really came to the fore in Mary Shelley's. Yeah. And you know what? I know somebody who, who loves Dead Again. And I think that um, some people that would say that Dead Again is just this great movie, whatever, are not wrong necessarily. But the reason they like it is because they like the story, exactly. not the way it was made. That's the way I think I am. Yeah. Because I always like Dead Again, but I think it's because it's an interesting story. Sure. I'm always amazed when we agree. Um, without like like prior prompting, you know. Um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> ha ha ha. You know. <laughs> but so anyway, um, yes, uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, uh, manic. I mean, just that's if I had to describe it in one word. Oh my God! Just that would it's, be that would be it. It's so over the top in performance. And it's kind of making up for the fact that it's so underplayed in set. Sure. I don't know. Well, what was it that you said to me? You said that, uh, and this was, I think this was quite a while ago, you said something about how there's a shot or two, or maybe even a whole scene, where you can tell that they had like more or less run out of money, and the, the set was well, just completely that's empty. Always, that's always been my joke, because the, of course there's a, you know, a lot of the movie is set in this giant ballroom kind of entryway in the Frankenstein mansion. Frankenstein? And, uh... Disembodio running through the... Uh, anyway, um... <laughs> I uh, love so, Disembodio. So, but it's so bare bones. It's like this green hallway, this enormous staircase with no banner. Right, well, it's... And, it, and you just have to wonder, like, did they just run out of money, or could they not... Oh, I mean, or did they just think, well, this totally vacant with nothing in it room will look great? Yeah, well, it's kind of like one of those things where you have to you have to try and uh, figure out. Okay, maybe they're going for this sort of the sort of duality thing of it. It's this giant house with nothing in it. Exactly. Or you got to think, 
well, they built this giant house and didn't have any money left to put anything in it. <laughs> you know? But, I mean, there, there's flashes of greatness in the, in the picture. Sure. I love, I, I've always loved the, um, the Arctic set, uh, beginning oh, and yeah. ending. Yeah, with, with with Aiden Quinn uh, trapped in the ice. And yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the, I think the Arctic stuff is great. I think that. Um, I think one thing that's great about it too is that in that movie, and this is going to sound weird, but that was the, I think the first Frankenstein movie that I had seen, where Frankenstein actually sort of was more of was more that God. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> More than what? An automaton? More than just this sort of reanimated dead body. It was right. actually a guy almost. Right. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That was, um, that was to me, I, I thought that was, uh, you know, it was interesting to watch. Uh-huh. You know, it's like he, he kind of, he was more self-aware than you'd ever seen Frankenstein up to that but, point. I mean, sometimes they went too far. Like, nobody was asking to see Frankenstein's wiener. Um... <laughs> in the, birth, I, in the <laughs> quote unquote birthing scene, Phil, I know what you're talking about. That traumatized me for life. <laughs> I was trying to avoid bringing up the Frankenstein's wiener scene. <laughs> okay, um, but there's, I mean, Bobby De Niro, nice wiener, whatever. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Uh, there's some odd casting. You know, it's the first time anybody's seen Tom Hulse. Since uh, right. Amadeus, Who, yeah. John Cleese with the weird teeth extension oh, that gave yeah. him a lisp. What was that? Oh yeah, I don't. Well, know. you know what I didn't like though. What I one thing that um, I thought was a real big mistake in that movie mm. was to um, I felt like it was trying to incorporate the Bride of Frankenstein into Frankenstein into the ending. With... I want to get to that in a second. Oh, am I jumping the gun? Yes, you are. Okay, um, because. I think the main problems with the movie is that half the time in the movie, Frankenstein, and I get it, he's supposed to be passionate about his thing and nearly obsessive, yada, sure. yada, yada, but the camera's swirling oh around him as he's like freaking out and running everywhere, and you're like, ah, this is it's, a lot to watch. It's almost like they put a camera on a rope and just like fucking swung it around like goddamn <laughs> tetherball. <laughs> but there are a couple points where I think the movie gets to where it really wanted to be in a kind of macabre, over-the-top sense. And to me, that's when um, they lynch the nursemaid or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they throw her off the, off the rooftop. Sure. And I think, I think that scene has a lot of grandness to it, that which, that, which was what they were going for. Right. And then the ending, the Bride of Frankenstein moment, where he reanimates uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. And she decides to kill herself by setting herself on fire and running through the house, sure. setting the rest of the house on fire. I think that moment is the epitome of the movie. It's where it finally reaches that kind of operatic, I think that, yeah, you, you know, macabre sense. Sure, sure. I think that that movie was shooting for this, uh, what's the term, grand guginal, guginal? I don't know what you, I don't know. Grand... Yeah, operatic, whatever. I'm gonna look it up later, and I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever. But no, it's it's going for this 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 sense of just uh, 
this grandness. Right. This giant operatic tragedy. Well, right. You know, because Dracula had that. Dracula became operatic with all the, with all the, you know, the the blood spewing crosses and sure, and sure. what have you. But see, Dracula was more operatic. It seemed a little more naturally operatic. Yeah. As opposed to forcing it. True. And the, like I said, I mean, god damn, there were certain scenes in that movie where I was like, you know, what did they just like tie a camera to a pole, swing it around. And do a line of coke. Right. Oh my <laughs> god. Like, Grana, calm down. I mean, honestly, uh, there was, the, the, my two biggest problems with the movie were that it was just so manic. I couldn't, it was almost like it, t- it did take me out of the movie. Right. I was just like, you guys need to just relax for a second, <laughs> you know? Um, and then also, toward the end, and I totally get what you're saying about the, you know, her lighting herself on fire and everything else. And in the, mo- in the uh, terms of the movie, it was actually, like, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't ridiculous that that's what happened or anything. I mean, it kind of flowed with what was going on in the movie. But I, I was thinking, in the back of my mind, I'm like... It's almost like they're building in the sequel to this first movie. And I was right. like, uh, you know, I don't... I just want to see the, the first movie. I don't want to watch two. <laughs> you know? I know what you mean. I know what you so, mean. anyway. I've always had a soft spot for Frankenstein, despite its craziness. Well... But I, I can acknowledge that that craziness is totally the, at the forefront of that picture. Yeah, I wouldn't... And, and honestly, even though that it sounds like I've been bitching about this movie the whole time... I honestly would not. I would not say it's a bad movie. I would just say that it it could be better. <laughs> you know, it might have been better without Kenneth Branagh at the helm. Well, okay. And now we're going to the super segue. Segue. Okay. So we watched the, uh, or we didn't watch. We because uh, there is no preview. We uh, w- we looked at the pictures from the, first the Thor released, movie. Correct. Directed by one Mr. Kenneth Branagh. Indeed. And um, I will say, I'm not really sure what they're going to do with that movie. (laughs) Like, honestly, I don't know enough about this movie to say that, oh, they shouldn't do this or that or the other thing. But uh, I'm not sure where that movie's going. If uh, if he's going for the, uh, uh, the Frankenstein route, or if he's going for the... The Shakespearean route or somewhere in between? Yeah, yeah. Which Kenneth are we going to get? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of the question. Well, what was the last movie that he directed? Was it Frankenstein? Uh, I think he did like a direct-to-video Shakespeare picture. Or Shakespeare. 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 <laughs> I'm getting all stardust on myself. But no, um, uh, I think it, he, did, he did some uh, Shakespeare movie with Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, you know what? Yes. You're right. He did. But, okay, he's, that's, he's been, that just reinforces the question. Are we getting the Shakespearean Brana? Are we getting the Frankenstein Brana? Are we getting a Brana who thinks that he just needs to make this big movie, a uh, big comic book movie, uh, to make a paycheck? What yeah. are we getting? I don't where, know. Where don't is know. this coming from? Somehow, I, I know that the reason they chose him was because of his re- reputation as a Shakespearean director. And, excuse me, they had... Um, such success with Iron Man by picking John Favreau, 
who'd previously done it, so essentially no action movies. Didn't you know? Was was simply a fan, um, and they wanted to pick an interesting director that you wouldn't expect, who might have a fresh view on the material. I that's their logic. Uh, no, I, I don't totally, know if it's gonna play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say no. I totally get that logic. Like that logic makes somewhat sense to me, but it's almost like I I think. You might have caught lightning in a bottle there with John Favreau, who had done Swingers, <laughs> and then somehow translated well, that into Iron Man. He directed Swingers. No, he didn't. Who did? Doug Lyman. He wrote Swingers. <laughs> <laughs> you like how it came back from that? He did. That was a good recovery. Yes, yes, he did. So anyway, whatever. Anyway, I'm just saying that... <laughs> I get the logic. Like, I understand, like, I can follow the logic, but I'm not sure that, okay, for one. For one, let's just say that oh, the costumes we got, look, we got lots of look a points touch here. ridiculous. Yeah. Little bit. I mean, with the gold eye patch for Anthony <laughs> Hopkins. <laughs> we watched, oh, we looked at that picture, and uh, I was just like, really? <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, what are you supposed to be like, the one-eyed god? Um, wait a minute. A god would not have one eye. Because you could smite <laughs> well, you your to, enemies before Norse you. These are gods. Oh, They're right. more badass, you have to remember. So they might have taken out an eye, right? Um, totally, right? Like, it makes fuck sense. This. I, don't need, I don't need two fucking eyes. I'll just take this one out and feed it to my fucking <laughs> kraken. Um... <laughs> I'm doing it again! Anyway. You are. Anyway. No, I just... I am so not really... Like, I am so not sure what's going to be going on with this Thor movie. A little leery of it. I don't know. I just... Okay. And there's many factors. Kenneth Branagh has never done an action movie. If you don't count Frankenstein. Which was really not an action movie. Correct. Um, If you count Frankenstein, you're like, well, okay, he's going to have everybody shoot up crystal meth... And just run around like an idiot, like fucking crazy people. Um, yeah, I, I, I he's never to... had a budget. He could never have had a budget over maybe fifty no, tops. Never, tops. Never. Hamlet I mean, I'm thinking even probably, thirty. Hamley the pro- was probably the biggest budget he ever had, and that might have been forty million. Yeah, yeah. And this is a hundred million or more. Oh, it's got to be more. And it's like, what are you gonna do with all that money? You're gonna, you know, I mean, <laughs> really though. And it's like, okay, Hopefully maybe... Hopefully not just build enormous sets with nothing, <laughs> with nothing in, in them, right? <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, hey, Thor, uh, you got a big giant house, but all you got for fucking uh, props is your fucking hammer. Deal with it. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah, hey, fucking <laughs> act. Go. <laughs> and I was telling you, there had been rumors of discord on the set. The uh, star who plays Thor is Chris Hemsworth? Something like that. Some- I think he dates Miley Cyrus. Um, oh, God. <laughs> He's got an awesome taste, let me tell you. And uh, Anthony Hopkins, it had been rumored, was like insulting him daily. The calling, you know, essentially saying he was <laughs> Good for him, man. talentless all over the place. Good for and, him. And you know, Anthony Hopkins had to issue statements and yada yada. I love Chris. He's great. Oh, he's great. Uh, he's the star of the movie. Uh, yada yada. We, would, we wouldn't be anywhere without him, except for the fact that I'm most respected actor on the planet at this point. (laughs) So, I don't know. Rumors of Discord, Kenneth Branagh, it doesn't look good. Oh, man, I'm just like, 
I, I'll await a trailer. Oh, yeah. But from the stills and from what I've heard of the picture and from the history of most of the people in it, it's not looking so great. No, I just, I, you know what, honestly, this is one of the, this is a movie that I'm so looking forward to just to see what it comes out of all this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I mean, even care. I mean, I like Iron Man well enough. Like, I read the comics when I was a kid. Right. I never liked Thor when I was a kid. I thought, <laughs> this guy is a fucking, you know, fruit with braids. I'm like, fuck <laughs> it. No, I mean, I well, wasn't that. I was exaggerating. I'm just, I'm just wondering where they're going to go with this. Because it seems to me that Marvel has made odd choice after odd choice. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, they dumped Ang Lee. I get it. The movie was yeah. too, too too cerebral, and they dumped Eric Bana, and then they replaced him with Edward Norton in the Incredible Hulk, right. and that movie wasn't so great and didn't no. make any more money than the Ang Lee one was. No, it didn't make any more. And then they hit it big with Iron Man, sure, and Iron Man two, and they greenlit a Kenneth Branagh Thor, right, and a Joe Johnston Chris Evans. Captain America. And it just seems like, where are you going, well, guys? Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, and they're rebooting Spider-Man with some unknown guy. That It's like, why do you need to reboot Spider-Man? That was like three years ago. Well, because the last one was a piece of duke. I would, I would argue that the last two were. No. No, wait, never there mind. There are only three, and the second one's the high point. No, 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 yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. The first one and the third one, I thought were... Pretty crappy. Yeah. The third one was honestly a giant fucking piece of shit. Pretty much. And they spent so much money. It's like I watch these movies and I go, God, was anybody watching dailies? <laughs> I mean, not to get into an industry on you, but like, really? I know. They you just haven't have, seen it's Sam. He, yeah, he'll well, do Sam, all right. I Sam know. Raimi can keep it under control. Who can ever tell with these special effects? Oh, God. And yeah. It, it and that just, is so funny to me to say. It is so fucking ironic to say, oh, Sam Raimi can keep it reined in. Really? <laughs> Sam Raimi can keep it rained in. Has anybody seen The Quick and the Dead? Oh, come, oh my God. That's <laughs> okay, so if, we, if, if we're not going to go for like two hours, we better get to the next <laughs> one. Um, final verdict on Thor is that, honestly, it's one of the movies that I am so curious about that like I will probably see it only because... I just want to see what happens. Like, I don't even care about the story. Like, I'm, ooh, is Thor going to win? You know, I, but I just, I want to see where this goes. I know. I, you know? I was going to use the exact same word. I'm curious. Yeah, I, yeah. I am so intrigued by the odd choices or, that surround this movie. Oh, my God. I, like, have to see it now. It's like the perfect storm of what the fuck is going on. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? And I actually sat through... Uh, the entire credit sequence of Iron Man 2 just a few days ago just to see what the little um, scene at the end would be because they always have them and it was from it was it wasn't it was, from Thor but it, it was, was Thor's hammer it was Thor's hammer oh sir we found him and just as an aside and I'm not going to go on this very much <laughs> but I swear to God Iron Man 2 broke the record from uh, the Matrix for longest credit sequence ever. It was pretty Oh my fucking god. Like, I I swear, I remember sitting there watching, because we did the same thing to see what it was going to be at the end. Yeah. And and I was like, 
Holy Jesus, were they employing like every special effects house I in know. the fucking world? I know. I was like sitting there thinking, um, why it would be a lot easier to just give everybody who bought a ticket a fucking phone book and from <laughs> LA and say these were the people that were in this movie or worked <laughs> on it. Oh my god. Exactly. But okay, so anyway, that's my little rant. Anyway, next trailer. Uh Thor. Uh whoo. You're we, uh, being we looking. We will await a trailer. Yes, and, definitely. And make judgment at that and point. The, and the minute and you will know. At the minute that a trailer comes out, Bill is going to email or call me. We're going to watch it, and then we're going to record a forty-minute podcast just about that trailer. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> it is entirely possible. Um. So what else have we seen? Uh, I think I had maybe talked about seeing the Piranha uh, trailer, but we, I watched it with you again. And uh, your impressions of Piranha 3D. Oh my god. I don't think... Actually, I don't know if you had, if you had talked about it before at all. I, you may have said that you saw it, but... Huh. Um, well, at any rate, it's, like a, it's another one of these collisions of as... Amos was saying, awesome sauce. I <laughs> love yeah. Elizabeth Shue. Alexandra Aja is like one of the most fucked up horror directors in Hollywood. Totally. And it's Piranha. And it's Piranhas. And you know what? Um, it's one of those movies where it's like, uh, the, again, I'm going to use this phrase, the perfect storm of people knowing that this might be shit. <laughs> probably is shit. Right. But knowing that and going, hey, if this is shit, I'm going to make this the greatest shit in the world. And like, oh my God, I saw that preview and I was like, I never want this to end. I'm going to watch three. I'm going to watch Piranha 3D trailer every day. Oh my God. It looks so cheesy and bad. And they have, did you notice that they had, (laughs) I can't even get through this. They had Dreyfus. In the Quint outfit uh-huh. from Jaws. It's like, that's not even the same character. It's a different act. Oh, my God. I was just loving it. That, I, I swear to God, I'm there with bells on, dude. In I, a heartbeat. Oh, my God. And it's like, if somebody would ask me, hey, does that look like a good movie? I'd be like, no. Not at all. <laughs> but I'm going to be there but opening I'm gonna day. I'm going to fucking be there. Are you kidding me? I'll be there with my glasses my 3D glasses over my regular glasses. I don't even have contacts. Fuck it. I don't care. I'll get a headache to watch this shit. And then, oh my God, Christopher Lloyd. Really? I, I know, right? He looked like 94. Oh, and, and, oh. The first God. bite draws the blood. Oh my God. The blood draws the pack. It's almost like if you can put together. <coughs> that was hard. Oh, you all right? Yeah. Okay, you still got all your internal organs there? I might. <laughs> yeah, I might. <laughs> well, let's check on the floor. Um, but, no, I swear to God, if, if, if I was going to put together a trailer for, like, a joke movie, <laughs> like, it wasn't a real movie, but, like, I would, put to, I would, like, pull clips off the internet or some shit like that and put it together, I, that would be it. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That is, like, aw- that is so fucking great. I don't know. I just... And, you know, like I said before, I do, uh, I, I, I've always had a kind of a crush on Elizabeth Shue. Me too. Ever as since, amazing as my sounds, me too. Uh, well, ever since Adventures in Babysitting. Exactly. When I, a, when I was a kid, I was like, I want her to babysit me. 
know what I mean? <laughs> you know what, Phil? My character on this podcast that I play, which is not really a character, it's actually me. I'm just saying things that you think and won't say. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey. Oh, man. So I think we've determined that Piranha is uh, highly anticipated in this episode. Oh, yeah, totally. And you know what? Actually, I will make an admission. Even though this movie, this movie, this podcast is all about movies, I have not yet seen a movie in 3D in a theater. <gasps> I've seen movies in theaters since the whole 3D thing started. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have not yet seen a 3D movie in a theater. And I think I might be saving my 3D cherry for Piranha 3D. Not Step Up 3D. Oh, that's <laughs> tough. It's a toss-up. It's oh man, God, um, Phil, you got to make me choose. <laughs> so our next trailer that we watched together today was Machete. Ooh, Machete! Yet another load of awesome sauce. It Actually, was. I mean. You know and of course, it's based on the joke trailer from uh, Grindhouse. Right, but see, okay, here's the thing that I didn't get. And maybe Comcast is just being retarded, okay, which is not unheard of. But it said, when we were looking at the on-demand thing, uh-huh. it said it was Machete Cortez from the Spy Kid movies. Knowing Robert Rodriguez, it's entirely possible. Okay, so it was all connected. Possible. Okay. I've never seen a Spy Kids movie in my life. I, I don't know. I if you know, let us know. Yeah. Can you FBI at gmail.com? Let us know. Yeah. But no, okay, so anyway. Machete. It was a trailer on Grindhouse, which was awesome because it was just and we I think we've talked about Grindhouse about how it was just all this cheese fest and you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Okay, but they're actually making the movie. Right. In okay. fact, I, they want to make a lot of those. Like, I know Eli Roth wanted to make Thanksgiving for a long time. He should. He's fucking... Speaking of horror directors, that guy's <laughs> fucking weird. But anyway, back to Machete. So, it's got, it's got like, the amazing cast for being a total B movie. Uh, of course, it's got Danny Trejo, you know, neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love how we just dismissed the star. We're like, yeah, fuck him. Here's the supporting cast. <laughs> Uh, Jessica Alba, Michelle Rodriguez, Robert De Niro, Jeff Fahey, Don Johnson. I mean, what the hell was that about introducing Don Johnson? I don't what know. The, what Maybe the it's fuck? just that he hasn't been in a movie in a while. I don't know. That was just so weird. I watched it. It was, was like, weird. What? I was like introducing Don Johnson. Yeah, he's been around a little while. Uh, <laughs> he's been in a couple of years, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I saw that guy in a movie one time. Um, <laughs> But um, it looked totally... Uh, Steven Seagal. Oh, my God. He's the second credited guy. Correct. Oh, my God. Machete, I like... Oh, my... Yeah, I just it can't get my head around it. It's almost <laughs> like... It's almost like, um, you know, the, uh, the Expendables. Yes. Which, by the way, uh-huh. last week I said there was two movies this summer that I just got to see. Right. I forgot about The Expendables. I cannot <laughs> believe I forgot about The Expendables because okay. it's the third one. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Machete. I mean, Jeff Fahey <laughs> and fucking Don Johnson and fucking... What, what the hell is Robert De Niro doing in there? I don't know. Oh, this is this movie what just What was Johnny Depp doing in Once Upon a Time in Mexico? Well, okay. I can see that one just a little bit more. Really? Yeah. Really? No. 
Thank you. I was just trying to get that <laughs> um, But no, I just, I, machete, I just, I gotta see it. But I will ask this. What, disc? Yes. Is that a word? Okay. Um, <laughs> what, I don't know. It works in Scrabble. But, eh, whatever. Um, um, what the hell is up with uh, the directed by credit at the end, Robert Rodriguez and somebody else? What's that about? Because um, I think he didn't really, I, didn't, I don't think he directed most of it. So you think Robert Rodriguez only directed some of it? Correct. And so I think I think if I remember correctly, he handed off a significant amount of the directing to somebody else, and I can't remember who. Oh, okay. Well, I was just wondering about that because it's pretty unusual, and I know <laughs> I do know that Robert Rodriguez uh, resigned or pulled out of the Directors Guild because he wanted to give a credit to Frank Miller for uh, for. Um, uh, Sin City. Sin City. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so he can pretty much put whatever credit he wants right. because he's not a member of the Directors Guild. Right. But I was thinking, I was like, well, he seems like a guy who likes the credit for something that he did. So why would he put somebody else on there? I don't know. I don't okay. Know. I, I, right. I, I, I don't know the whole story, Miss Ray. Well, Bill, I, I come to you for this insane <laughs> information. Yeah. Have I ever been the biggest fan of Robert Rodriguez? No. Yes. No. Okay, no. Ah, that took a oh, while. Man. Um, okay, but whatever. this movie looks like a great big boatload of fun. It does. I mean, it, it was, I mean, I loved El Mariachi for the first time, mostly because of Joaquin de, um, El Mereda, whatever the fuck his name is. Who knows the number to the phone in my fucking car? That's like the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. It wasn't El Mariachi. Yeah, whatever. Okay, Same fine. picture. Not at all. The first one had that sort of generic Mexican chick in it. The second one had... Salma Hayek. Naked. The only time, right? Holy Lord in uh, heaven. Did no, you um, see that clip of her interviewing for the Grown, uh, the grown Ups movie where there was a snake and she freaks out? If, no. Look it up on YouTube. Put Salma Hayek snake interview... It's pretty funny. She really? like loses her no- noggin. It's weird. I haven't She's seen st- it. <laughs> no! Nice. And she's like climbing all over Terry Polo or whoever else. <laughs> Terry Polo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Talk about it. Anyway. Okay. So no. Um. But by the way, it wasn't the only time she was naked. <clears throat> it was that she was. Yeah. So anyway, whatever. <laughs> we're getting off track. We're getting off track here. Um, okay. But no, uh, I think that, like you said, Machete looks like a whole big boatload of fun. I think that um, everybody in that movie gets it. Yes. From the tra- just from the trailer. Well, it's, I'll tell you, and we've talked about it with Grindhouse, but but Robert Rodriguez of the two of those people. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino and him. He's the only one who gets oh, yeah. doing it again. Oh, and yeah. what the real vibe of Grindhouse is. It's oh, not sure. this self-serious bullshit that Quentin Tarantino does. Totally. That's interesting in its own way, but it ain't a Grindhouse picture. Oh, no, yeah. I think Robert Rodriguez totally gets what that vibe is. And I think that if you ask Quentin Tarantino and Robert, Rodri- uh, Robert Rodriguez to make, uh, like, almost kind of like make a Grindhouse 2. Right. It would be even worse, uh, the Quentin Tarantino version. Correct. But the Robert Rodriguez version, I think, almost would be better, which is what we got in Machete. Exactly. And I think that, honestly, he got, from what I see in the trailer, 
The only person I would be a little worried about not getting it is Steven Seagal. <laughs> Maybe. I think he might not get it, but I think everybody else would. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, Phil? Well, we uh, do. One do more. we want to take the time, or, or do for we, what? Well, uh, we we have um, a certain Mila Jovovich film, or we can talk about the Matt Damon in one picture. Okay, let's do let's do one of the two. You pick. I think we need to do the Mila. Okay, I think you're right. Mila Jovovich, greatest actress of our time. Totally. <laughs> if Meryl Streep, go fuck yourself. If the fifth element and uh, oh, what God. Was the, the fourth kind didn't convince you that she was the fourth and kind maybe and ultraviolet too, um, <laughs> didn't convince you that she is the most talented actress working today, you've got problems, man. Totally. You know what convinced me she's the most talented actress of our time is Her when she... Tits? Is when she <laughs> fell off that gurney in the first... Uh, <laughs> Okay, anybody who knows me, who's Phil, knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do, yes. In the first Resident Evil, she sewed her, um, you know what. She sewed it? Showed! Oh, I was like, what? Are, well, I was like, it took me a minute, I was like, what are you talking about? I, like, are you talking about the same thing as me? Uh, apparently oh, not. This um, just came to a screeching halt. Okay, so. So, Resident Evil... Afterlife. For number four. And just so you know, Phil just did the quotes for Afterlife. The yes, air indeed. quotes. Uh-huh. Air quotes. Um, so I don't know why. Maybe it's because his directorial career has gone up in flames. <laughs> but Paul W.S. Anderson, who is married to Mila Jovovich, uh, has come back to the series after directing the first one and is now directing this fourth one. I like W.S., and I think that it's funny that our nickname between you, you and me is for him is just W.S. Paul W.S. Well, because there was always Paul Thomas Anderson right. and Paul W.S. Anderson. Right. Yeah. But anyway, I like W.S. He's better than uh, F. <laughs> F. Murray Abraham. What? F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, I've always liked Paul W.S. Anderson. He, uh, you know, Event Horizon's always been a favorite of mine. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Okay, this is just going to turn into inside joke-a-palooza here. Uh, and we've already Event Horizon! Horizon! Yes, that was okay. I'm not going to okay. bother explaining that. Yeah, no. yes. yeah. Um, if you want to know, send us an email at kenyoufbi at gmail.com and, and I'll explain, explain it to you. Too. Maybe. Maybe I'll just record a little tiny mini clip and just be like, in case you were wondering what that was, <laughs> and I'll just send it to people. Exactly. I'll be like, you want to know? Here, I'll send it to you. So go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, Resident Evil. Uh, Resident Evil, you know, it's the fourth one. By now it's pretty rote. Will, you know, zombies <laughs> ensue. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, I've always enjoyed this series. It's so B and yet so fun. You know, I've actually only ever seen, I think, the first one. I think that's the only one I've ever seen. Well... I may have seen some of the second one. The second one's okay. The third one is better. The, huh. And, and um, it's directed by Russell uh, Mulcahy. Oh, that's right! <laughs> oh, man, how could I miss that? <laughs> We've never talked about Russell on this show, have we? We Oh, that's next week, buddy. That's like <laughs> a whole fucking episode. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so... 
I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. It looks awesome. Multiple Mila Jovovich's on screen. Say that three times fast. Multiple y- Mila Jovovich. Oh, see, I can't even do it. Multiple Mila Jovovich's on screen. Wow, Thank dude. You. you are the man. I am. Okay, so, you know what? <laughs> it's good honestly, to hear it acknowledged. <laughs> finally. Um, but no, I, I actually thought that uh, that was the one preview I've seen for a Resident Evil movie that made me actually kind of want to watch it. And, you know, for me, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Really. <laughs> I'm not. I just... Yeah, yeah. I get it. It just doesn't do it for me, which is weird because I'm a big fan of the zombie genre. Uh-huh. And I just... Something about it just doesn't I don't do know how... I mean, they just keep churning these pictures out. They keep making about $50 million. And apparently that's enough to keep on going. I know. It's weird because it's like... It seems to me like nobody watches these movies, but yet they keep making money. Like, where is this money coming from? <laughs> German financier. You say Yui Bull? We will make us a zombie movie. Yeah. Yeah. We will pay for it, too. Um... But no, I mean, I, like, that one actually sort of looked interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, even though I had really no idea what was going on in that movie. In the, <laughs> if you like, I mean, I don't hey. know if if you're really, I mean, it's a series. If you didn't like the rest of them, you ain't going to like this one. No, I'm sure. I, so, I played the video games. Hey, exactly. It. Didn't right. everybody? Uh, well, probably. I don't know. I don't know. All right. I don't know. So, anyway. I think that's about it. Is I that think about we've it? taken up enough of your time, people. Oh, yeah, you know what? We're We've almost an hour and a half mark. You could have watched a movie. <laughs> you could have watched a better movie than this podcast is describing at this point. <laughs> so, uh, tell us, uh, Amos, how they can find us, reach us. We can be reached at canyoufbi at gmail.com. You can look us up on iTunes. You can find us on Podcast Machine. <laughs> you can um, basically give me a call on my cell phone. <laughs> This is an old joke, but it still is a good one. Um, is there any way else that we can be reached? Oh, you can come over to my house, I guess. Some people <laughs> know where I live. A lot of you find us on Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Yeah, you know what? Actually, Facebook. I will say this. I've actually gotten just today. I said on Facebook I was going to go do a new, a new podcast. And I had, you're actually going to be able to? Well, I wasn't lying, but I'm just saying that like... Um, I was. Oh, Okay. Anyway, um, no, I actually am getting like we are picking up responses, man. I swear to God. By the way, and I put a, I put a comment on Facebook about this. We had just the other day the most downloads that we've ever had in one day. Just the other day. Thank you very much, whoever the hell out there is listening, <laughs> because nobody ever responds. But <laughs> let us know who you are. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. We got some requests. So, we do, I, but we're we'll have to get up. on that. I, I think next week, and this is my uh, this is my trailer, <laughs> next week is going to be, <laughs> Phil gave me a weird look there. Um, <laughs> I, we're going to do, we're going to do the uh, request week next week. I'm finally going to watch the National Lampoon movie. Uh, we're going to do the request that you know uh, that we got. I'm not going to give away too okay. much. And so I got another one too. So we're going to do just requests next week. I'm going to let you know what it is after the podcast because you know what? You can't take it back once you put it on the internet. <laughs> well, we have before. Let's yeah. just say that. So, all right, people. All right, take us out, Phil. Can you fucking believe it? Oh, Kenneth Branagh. <laughs>